the Bible Study Podcast, Episode 103. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Luke. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Well, we barely got started in Luke last time, so let's jump right into the first chapter of Luke. It's interesting to compare how the four Gospels start, because remember we said they're written to different audiences. So Matthew's Gospel, which was written to the Jews, starts with the genealogy of Jesus, starting from Abraham. And John's Gospel, which we said is very theological, starts with the very enigmatic phrase, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And Mark's gospel has a one-sentence introduction, the beginning of the gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and then a seven-verse section on John the Baptist. Luke goes into a little more detail. Luke's gospel is longer, and he starts also with John the Baptist. So even though Jesus is what this whole gospel is about, we won't actually get to Jesus till a little later. And so in starting in verse 5, we get In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. Some of those sentences may seem a bit non-sequitur, like did you take the bus to work or did you take your lunch, that they were both obedient, and had no children. But that is actually irony, because the understanding would be that someone who is following the Lord's commands would be blessed with children. And so there would be some sort of stigma against Elizabeth and against Zechariah because they were childless. There would always be that nagging doubt of, was there something they had done wrong so that they had not been blessed with children? And now they were old, and so it looked like they had missed that chance. It looked like they were never going to have kids. And that story goes on once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God. He was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshippers were praying outside. So because Zechariah is one of the priests, he is of the line of Aaron. He is of the lineage of Levi. He is a Levite. He is going to serve as a priest periodically. It says when his division was on duty, and so he they would all take turns serving in the temple. So when it's his turn to be in the temple and away from home, and when he is chosen by lot to go into the temple, is when this next part of the story happens. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And so 
while he's minding his own business, doing the priestly work, an angel appears with this startling message. And when we say startling, I love the understatement here in the NIV version of this. He was startled to see an angel appeared. Well, yes, he was startled. He was gripped with fear. It was a terrifying experience. You'll notice in the Bible, so often when an angel appears to someone, the very first thing the angel says is, do not be afraid. We don't know what angels look like, and there's certainly no mention in this of wings or halos, but there is a mention that they have power, or at least that it is implied that when they are seen, they are terrifying. This angel was terrifying, but says to him, do not be afraid, and your prayer has been heard. You've been praying for all these years. He didn't even have to say what prayer we're talking about. Your prayer that you would have a child. Elizabeth, your wife is going to bear a son. You'll name him John. And this is no ordinary son. This is no ordinary birth. He's going to be great. And he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. There's something special about this. Because when we say the power of Elijah, Elijah is the prophet. Of all the prophets in the Old Testament, if you had to pick out your top prophet and the one who most represents the prophets, it'd be Elijah. And Elijah is the one who is prophesied that will come before the coming of the Messiah. And so What the angel is telling Zechariah is that his son is the one who will come in the spirit and power of Elijah, who will come before the Messiah to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now... You will be silent and will not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. This was apparently not the right time to ask a question. And so Zechariah gets some time to think about why he immediately seems to have doubted what the angel said. And remember, people were waiting for him when he went into the temple to burn incense. And so it says, Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was complete, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. Remember we said that there is some disgrace because she hasn't had kids. Some question, some lingering doubt about these people. And now that's been taken away. And notice that Zechariah still had to finish his term of duty. He's there for a series of weeks before he has to go home again. He goes home again. She gets pregnant. And she stays in seclusion for five months. And I can just imagine she's kind of waiting until she can show so she can go outside and have the neighbor's jaws drop. And then Gabriel had other work to do also. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. You will be with child and will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. 
He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. So if Elizabeth was going to have a momentous birth, Mary was going to have an even greater one because Mary is being told that she is going to bear the Messiah, the Son of the Most High God. And her question, and remember Zechariah gets struck dumb because he asks a question. Mary has a question too. She says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. So, Mary's question is even a bigger question than Zechariah's. Zechariah says, it seems unlikely that my wife would have a child at this age. Mary says, I haven't been with a man. I haven't slept with a man. I haven't had sex with a man. How could I possibly be pregnant? So she had a fairly good understanding that that was something that was impossible, but not with God. And that's really the takeaway from this week's lesson, if anything is, is nothing is impossible with God. This is something that God has chosen to do and chosen to use Mary. And Mary's response is an appropriate response that we should think about when called by God. I am the Lord's servant. On that note, we'll end this week's study of Luke, and we'll come back to chapter 1 and see Mary visiting Elizabeth next week. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com or drop me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. As always, thanks so much for listening. Hi, friend. Are you stressed, maybe even worried about so many needs around you that you've forgotten you are worth taking care of, too? Well, I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less podcast. I want to invite you to join me as I share practical tips based on science, inspired by God's Word, to help you spark joy and restore God's peace and love to your soul. Subscribe now and go to lifeaudio.com.